explainable AI as a tool to detect COVID. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Dr. Alexander Wong, professor and Canada research chair at the University of Waterloo and co-founder and chief scientist at Darwin AI. Welcome Dr. Wong. Thank you, pleasure to be here. What does Darwin AI do? So uh, Darwin AI is an explainable AI company that focuses on enabling enterprises to be able to build uh, deep learning AI solutions in a trusted and accelerated manner. What's the story behind the partnership between Darwin AI, Red Hat, and Boston Children's Hospital related to COVID diagnosis and the goal of that collaboration? So uh, this all stemmed from uh, the start of the pandemic when we uh, thought about what at, we can do at Darwin AI to help our uh, healthcare uh, workers to be able to better screen and diagnose as well as risk stratify uh, COVID-19. And so one thing that we came up with this uh, notion of COVIDnet, which is an open source, open access initiative for uh, deep learning solutions for identifying, screening, and stratifying uh, chest radiography, both chest x-rays as well as CTs, uh, to enable us to then provide a predictive analysis for clinical uh, institutes. And so this whole uh, notion got really quite popular as we go with a lot of interest uh, in the community to further expand it out. Because at the end of the day, having great AI models that we build is good for research, good for development, good for spreading knowledge. But at the end of the day, when it's being used in clinical institutes by healthcare workers, it needs to be in a integrated system with a UI that's uh, directly connected to the hospital system. And that's where the partnership with Red Hat, uh, as well as with Boston Children's Hospital really comes into play. And so with Red Hat, they have built a, a system called OpenShift. And upon that, uh, the uh, Boston Children's Hospital uh, scientist team, uh, led by uh, Dr. Rudolph uh, Penner, who is also a uh, assistant professor at Harvard Medical, uh, they have actually built a very nice system that allows for great integration and deployment in clinical healthcare institutes. And so we thought that by working together, we're able to take the AI brains that we've actually created and incorporate and build an application on top of that to then surface this information about uh, you know, uh, risks, uh, about uh, whether somebody has COVID or not based on these different imaging modalities directly to the hospitals and clinical workers. You mentioned the x-rays. What role do they play in a speedy diagnosis? It's actually a pretty significant role. A lot of people have thought, heard of uh, tests like, you know, PCR tests. So that's like the nasal swab, throat swab, and so on and so forth. And that's very important for identifying whether somebody actually has it or not. But as part of the routine for screening anyone with respiratory complaint, which is one of the big uh, symptoms of COVID-19, uh, chest x-rays are a very key part and it's done in a routine manner. So other thing that it provides that existing PCR tests don't is that outside of uh, diagnosis, it also shows you the severity of the condition. And in terms of understanding severity and conditions, it allows clinicians to determine whether somebody needs to be treated a certain way. Is it stay at home? Is it they need to go in the ICU? Is it oxygen therapy? Do they need a ventilator? Do they need to have drug treatment right away? And so chest x-rays play a very pivotal role in determining how to take 
care as well as manage uh, the COVID-19 uh, disease within each individual patient. Why is explainable AI an important element in this? So explainable AI is a very important element to it for a number of different reasons. One of which it might seem quite obvious is that at the end of the day, when it comes to healthcare workers and clinicians and radiologists, having the ability to really understand what the AI is making its predictions and recommendations on is very critical for trust. Imagine having a AI system, a black box AI system that just tells a doctor what to do. They're, they're not gonna believe and trust in the system unless there's evidence behind it. And that's where explainability really comes into play to surface the information, the insights that the AI is using to the clinician so that they can use it uh, for their clinical decision support as additional information to draw from. And the other important part of it is also from a development perspective. When you're developing uh, deep neural networks, which are very complex and hard to grasp how they're making decisions, you might be able to build a system that has really, really high sensitivity, specificity, accuracy, but it might actually be leveraging all the wrong cues. So making the right decisions for all the wrong reasons. So <laughs> explainability allowed us to be able to develop COVID-net in a rapid fashion and be able to understand its underlying workings so that we know it's actually doing the right thing. And when it's doing the incorrect thing in an incorrect behavior, we're able to fix it really quickly. How did you build a data set early on uh, for COVID-19 and how did the medical community contribute? Well, to yeah, it's always been challenging. Yes, so it's a very challenging process. There's been a crowdsourcing movements at various institutes and universities. And so we've been leveraging that data as well as other data sources from clinical partners and so on and so forth. And one of our main jobs has been on the curation as well as the uh, processing part. When you have data coming from flying from different sources with different formats, different metadata, you know, different resolution, different vendors, uh, it, it becomes very hard to use. So what we've done is we've taken it from all these different sources early on and we continue to build upon it so uh, that we could actually have a unified standardized data set that everyone can use with ease. And so we have two main uh, data sets right now, one for chest x-rays uh, where we have uh, you know tens of thousands of different chest x-rays across different conditions. And we also have one for CT scans where we have uh, over a hundred thousand and now very soon we'll be doubling the number of patients for that of CT scans from around the world. What is the CRIS platform and what role does it play? So the CRIS platform is actually very uh, pivotal to what we're developing right now. So the CRIS platform is a open source platform that enables rapid development and deployment of AI solutions within a clinical uh, environment. And that's the one that's been developed by uh, Dr. Rudolf Panier uh, and his team at Boston Children's. And that sits on top of uh, OpenShift that allows for very easy integration into existing uh, clinical IT systems. So what are the next milestones for the collaboration? So a uh, very good question. So one of the next milestones is better integration into PAC systems. So at the end of the day, with most clinical uh, institutes, they're Imaging data is managed through PAC systems. And so having this pipeline that connects our AI to this wealth of data source allows us to not only improve our system, but also 
make it easy for a clinician to use their existing clinical IT systems to be able to retrieve cases, as well as then have it pass your AI to not only see the underlying data, but also see the underlying predictions of uh, likelihood of COVID, as well as on the severity of their condition. Dr. Alexander Wong, Professor and Canada Research Chair at the University of Waterloo and co-founder and chief scientist at Darwin AI. If somebody wants to connect with you, uh, Dr. Wong, what's the best way they can do that? So the best way is to go to the Darwin AI website, the darwinai.com. And thanks so much again for your time, Alexander. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching. Thank you.